Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Colonel Talks Fashion. This is Rachel Courtney, and today we have a very exciting guest. Um, her name is Jennifer, and she works at Macy's and has worked with KRNL for the past couple of issues. Um, but Jennifer, I'll let you introduce yourself and what you do at Macy's. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to first recognize all the good work that you all do. You have a beautiful publication, and, and I'm just so impressed by your all styling and 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 what you're doing there at the Colonel now. Um, you know, I went to UK, and I joke when I went back in the '90s that there was a paper copy. So you all have definitely come come along quite nicely. So congratulations on that. So Jennifer, tell us what you do at Macy's and kind of how you help with the magazine to begin with. So I consider myself the number one seller in the store, whether it be for individuals or for corporations. And so I work to help folks um, who might be experiencing a life change. Maybe they've started, they're going to start a new job or they've experienced weight loss or weight gain or something has changed and they need a little bit of help pulling themselves together or recreating themselves. And that's the fun part where the stylist comes in. And then the second component is where I work with local um, companies to sometimes reward their associates. And so it might be, they might buy gift cards in bulk or, and I work with teachers and doctor's offices and um, also have gone and set up shops at local companies. And so just really have a lot of versatility in my job. I can do so many different things and uh, every day looks different. So I love that. How did you get into styling in the first place? Like, how did you end up with your job at Macy's? So I, I've actually worked for Macy's for over 15 years. I've only had a handful of jobs in my lifetime. I've managed hotels and, you know, as a college student, worked at a restaurant. So I've literally only have like, had like five to seven jobs in my lifetime. But I worked at Macy's and really loved the culture there. It's very inclusive and we've had policies in place for as long as I've worked there that really aligned with um, my feelings and my thought processes. And so I felt very comfortable there and ended up staying and during that time managed all the different areas in the store. So, and worked, so I've worked in home, I've worked in men's, I've run cosmetics. And then the last place that I worked before I came to the stylist department was I, I ran uh, what was called better sportswear and all you fashion folks out there would know it as ready to wear. And that's where I really started um, styling people. I would just kind of, my desire to help people really came out in trying to get them in the things that made them feel most like themselves and made them feel, you know, like the best version of themselves. So I kind of fell into the stylist part, but, um, but I really love it because it gives me a chance to utilize a lot of different skills. So when you were in college, did you study anything fashion related or tell the um, listeners where you went to college and what you did? So please don't be mad at me guys, because I didn't actually study fashion in college. Um, I did go to UK and, and WKU for a while and I ended up with a well-rounded art degree, but um, I, uh, I feel like I always kind of focused in communications and I feel like that's a really good 
segue to kind of go into so many different avenues for for what you need to do so even if it's not like a, a major or even a minor i feel like really kind of making the most of those classes is a great step towards being able to present your ideas in the workplace and feel comfortable to do so so even this podcast i feel always a little bit nervous but i think overcoming that nervousness and being able to go forward and present yourself is sometimes a major milestone for people. So I think that's definitely an important area and being able to present your ideas. Sometimes you have to present them to a smaller group. Sometimes it might be a, a larger group and it's really, the industry right now is very fluid and it's, it seems to be that even people like myself who have formerly been inside of a building and kind of invited people into shop now we're sort of expected to reach out to the community in a way sometimes using you know virtual um, ways of getting in touch with people and really be able to sell everything in the store and so you have to communicate that somehow and so you have to figure out how you're going to communicate it so um, i think that's super important right now and oftentimes going back to the college thing um, i feel like most learning is done outside of the classroom. I really feel like not only is college a place to get your degree and study, like learn as much as you can, but it really depends on the experience you have outside of the classroom. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I love young people and I love getting around them and getting their energy and their ideas. And so I have nothing but love for the younger generations. And as a matter of fact, I'm bringing up three girls and myself and well, I mean, with my husband, but you know, I have three girls and it's really important for me to be connected to the younger community. One of the things in the lessons that I really try to impart to my girls is, I know we all have these dream jobs and I, listen, no one has dreams more than I do, but I think that it's really important that when you are young and you're going to college, that to get that experience. So if I had any advice for someone that you know wanted to have a career in fashion it would be to really kind of get into the field and you know get a get a feel for it be reliable be uh you know show up do the work and try to get some experience while you're in college because it's really hard to get a job out of college and we you know as far as if you don't have any experience so uh, it's very important to go ahead and get that experience while you're in college. And a lot of the people that I know that have gone on to be successful, you know, they started working in, in a store environment. It's a, it's a very small community. It seems like it's bigger than it is, but it's actually a lot of the vendors I've worked with for several years from, you know, uh, in beauty, you know, L'Oreal owns almost all of the companies and, um, and also in, you know, the fashion world, like Michael Kors, a lot of the vendors I've seen for years and years, and it's a smaller community than one might think. So definitely when you get those jobs, you want to make the most of them and always, you know, leave on good terms, have a good reputation because it's a very small community and you definitely want to get that experience while you're in school so that you can speak to that and have something to speak to, you know, once you go to interview for an internship or, you know, or even your, your, your real job. 
In terms of experience, what has been some of your most favorite or memorable experiences um, with Macy's? Well, so it's when I'm, my most memorable experiences are really when I can um, help people in the fitting room, maybe help them over overcome something. Maybe they've like, again, they've either lost or gained weight and I can see themselves look in the mirror and see themselves in a way that they maybe haven't looked at themselves in a long time. And they're looking through the lens of me, you know, we're all our own harshest critics. And so a lot of times in my styling appointments for the first literally almost 30 minutes, people will go through everything that they don't like about themselves. And of course I don't see that, you know, I see somebody coming to me. I, I see you as just a person and I see you for your interests and for the things that you love to do. So if I can help bring that to that person in the fitting room and have them see themselves through a new lens, then that is the most memorable experience for me. But it's come for individuals, but then it's also come from me giving back to the community and um, helping. A lot of times I've helped with the American Heart Association. I've styled their fashion shows. And people always want to come and talk about, you know, their experience and and I'll listen to it, you know, as far as their health problems, but really, I really want to just see them as an individual at that moment and help them be the best version of themselves. And then later we can kind of talk about, and I can learn organically about everything else, but I just want them to just feel beautiful at that moment or, you know, whatever it is that they, they want to show the world and, those for me are the most memorable moments. I feel like we see a lot of that in our magazine as well. Like a lot of our models have never even modeled before. And then when they put their clothes on or the outfits that we pick, they feel so confident. I, I really agree with you. That's like one of the best feelings to see how the clothes you picked out can really transform somebody's um, attitude and feeling about themselves. Yes, exactly. Um, I actually, so, and I'm going to talk to you about something else that I really love to do because it's become, you know, I, um, I met a woman from Berea College, Amanda Tudor, and she runs the career development over there. And I met, she came into the store into Macy's with five, five women who needed to get dressed for interviews. And so I helped those women get dressed for their interviews and, you know, transformed them in that moment. But then we started working together. And so like a side part of my job that's become such a major, major part is that I work with career development centers um, in, in different colleges. And I've even partnered with UK at times, but help them to help people who might need a little bit of help getting ready for an interview. And so what that looks like, because what you might wear to an interview looks very different from what you might wear even to the job later when you get it or, you know, on the daily when you're going to school or going out for an evening. So really kind of showing them what to wear for an interview and helping them with that process. And, um, and so I love that. And I have a really high uh, job uh, rating. So people, people will get the job. And so it's just, it's, that's such a satisfactory feeling. And I get emails of people telling me, you know, how they got the job afterward. And they love the experience. And, and so I love that. I love helping people find a, find a job and feel like their best selves when they're getting ready. So we kind of touched on this question just now, but people that want to go into personal styling, what is one of the main things your job consists of, or even 
what is something surprising about your job that people going into it may not know? So I think, you know, when I'll just kind of talk to you a little bit about like the styling process, because honestly, some of the best stylists and there, there are people out there that can outshop me that can even outstyle me. Um, so I don't claim to be the best at what I do, but you know, like if you're, even if you're with family, if you're with friends, you know, practice kind of pulling things together, pulling looks together. I always say to over pull, you know, and um, over pull and, and really kind of think out of the box when you're pulling. And then when you get everything into the fitting room, you can kind of see what looks best on someone, kind of what direction that you want to go. And you always want to push somebody um, a little bit farther than maybe the, what they would take themselves. So I think practice styling, number one. Um, and I think, you know, again, to get into the industry, if that's something you really want to do, then get into the industry. Um, I think have a strong social media presence where you're actually, you know, you're showing your looks, you know, you're showing the things that you're doing and, and just practice, practice, practice. And uh, also, you know, keep informed, you know, get out there. We have an internal publication that I look at, um, which basically looks at the forecasts for, you know, uh, up to a year and a half out. So, you know, watch the fashion shows, kind of see what's going on in fashion and try to be ahead of, of things that are coming. And so that you can kind of see things that are, are ahead of the trend. So, because the thing about a stylist is you are getting the most bang for your buck when you can work with someone who is ahead of the trend, because then you're getting that trend when it's on that way up that bell curve. So you're getting all this use out of that product and um, you're being able to, to use it so much longer than someone who's kind of late in on the trend. And it might be kind of over that, over that bell curve. And so working with the stylist and being ahead of the trend and being a trendsetter, those are things that can set you apart as far as your styling. Does Macy's train you all or help you all um, look at projected trends or how do you all learn about those? Do you go to different fashion shows or travel to learn about any of the new? Well, so as a, um, as a personal stylist, we go every year. Unfortunately, I missed it in the spring, but we work with the fashion office. They usually come to our meetings and talk to us about upcoming trends. And it's sometimes it's trends, not only that are in, fashion but are in the home and in other areas such as men's and and kids and really talking about you know what fashions we're going after what we're going to see is the trend so we have that uh, it's usually it's it's at least annually and sometimes it's biannually and then we like I said I also um, look at a internal publication to keep myself informed and, and I think that's what I was saying like it's so important for people to to own their own um, knowledge and be responsible for your own pathway and how do you do that well you have to be curious you know you have to go after it so i personally go after it and not only do i go after it but i work to inform all of my team and when i'm working with a large group such as you know a, a university or college then i also inform them of what i see as upcoming trends and in the fitting room when i'm working with folks i also inform them of trends that are upcoming and um, things to kind of go after and, that's, and that sort of thing. Touch um, on how COVID and like the experience from this past year has affected Macy's and styling. Like, did you do any virtual sessions 
or how did that work? Well, so I was actually on furlough when um, Macy shut down. Now, we had some folks that were still working and they were piloting a new program that is getting rolled out to the rest of the personal stylist world um, as we speak. And I'll actually start my training next week, which will be, which will enable me to work from home or anywhere and be able to help folks with goods from both Macy's and Bloomingdale. So I'll be able to sell from both of those. But I, so I actually stopped styling during that period, but I, we do have a plan in place um, as a go forward if, you know, things were to become difficult. In some areas, they already are difficult. In California, they're doing just curbside at some stores or, or had been. I don't know what their current status is. But, uh, you know, we just have to be fluid and, and really be ready. Um, and my appointments now are different because I have people that are not really coming out to shop yet. And so I'll take pictures. I'll do it in any way that they want to do it. So I'll actually take pictures and show it to them. Um, but I'll use any platform. I'll do, you know, I'll do Zoom. Uh, we, we use Microsoft Teams. I'll do FaceTime. I'll text pictures. I'll even do an old pick up the phone and call them and describe the item. Um, but uh, I actually have been working this last week. I was recording all of the product information and the fashion show information that I do with Berea to enable them to, we'll do virtual appointments because they are not allowed to leave their campus. They're actually going to be in a little bubble and they all get $350 for a grant. And so I will be conducting virtual appointments with that school and then sending the product to them. So really trying to be as, you know, I hate to use this word over and over, but fluid and agile as we can to still take care of people that need help, um, but do it in a way that again is safe for them as, you know, as I told you before that our, you know, our priorities have changed. Our number one priority now is safety for the client and for also for our colleagues. So to try to do it in that way. How was it doing um, online school with your three daughters? I'm curious. <laughs> well, so one of my daughters is actually living in Seattle. She just moved out there this last year. And uh, so I didn't have to help her. She's year old's age. And the other two, um, I have a 17-year-old and an 11-year-old, and they're pretty autonomous. You know, I'm able to, you know, they're good. You know, they're better with technology than I am. I have to get their help. Often, like I said, I love young people, and so I have to get their help sometimes. And uh, so they are, you know, they're doing a great job by themselves. I just, I think the most important thing that we can do is support the fact that they need a, um, a private place. So that was like, I had an office downstairs that it was like not really functioning. So I had to turn it into like this area and that is conducive to, you know, Zooms and studying and make sure that everyone is set up in that way. And I think that that's so important for people to have that. And actually it's one of, um, it's something I'm really concerned about in the local community, you know, when we're really looking to make sure that all of the community has what they need to be successful with, with virtual school. So that's just a real big concern of mine right now. How did you and your family stay inspired and creative during 
the pandemic and being in quarantine? Oh, wow. That's a fun question. So um, I think we all, I think everyone went into a sort of survival mode. And I, if anything, it's brought us closer together. And I think that there's always like a silver lining and everything. And I hope that families are really being brought together a little bit more and becoming stronger and um, strengthening their bonds. But we, so I'm a big outdoors person. I love to be outside. And so for me, I had to get outside all the time. So I really bonded. I've got a dog that I took to the park. And while, while my kids were doing school, I would take the dog to the park and get him a lot of exercise. But for me, it was really healthy to be outside and as much as we could and, and as safely as we could. And when we were allowed, we hiked um, at places that we were allowed. At first, we would go to like Raven's Run. And then when it became um, not, we weren't able to do that, then we would go a little bit farther away and, uh, and hike in those kinds of places. So getting outside, getting exercise, we you know, used the local bike shops and, you know, bought new bikes, refurbished old bikes and got out in that way. So, and then of course, like everyone else, you know, we were making lots of food at home and, and being creative with that. My girls were baking, I was cooking and really just trying to make the most of, of our meals and um, trying to make them as healthy as possible until we cheated and we just were baking something crazy, but you know, um, but definitely, definitely getting outside. <laughs> Did you make anything exciting? Well, I'm actually a triplet. So both of my sisters were home with me. So we would make homemade chocolate chip cookies at night whenever we would watch like our TV shows together. Oh, yes. Oh, and I speaking of TV shows, I finally got to watch Big Little Lies. Yeah. And um, loved that show. I don't know. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes, I love Big Little Lies. And if you like Big Little Lies, then you need to watch Little Fires Everywhere. It has Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington in it. Okay, I, that, I started with that one. So I watched that one as well. I just, I loved it. And then um, I love the soundtrack too, um, yes. to Big Little Lies. I just, Michael Kiwanuka, he's just amazing and so now I'm listening to that and I had already listened to it before, but now I'm like, was totally obsessed. That was one of my, that was the soundtrack to the, my pandemic <laughs> or the pandemic. <laughs> it's a relaxing soundtrack too. Yes. Going, this is kind of off topic, but going back to when um, you address students to prepare for interviews and such, what is your biggest advice, biggest piece of advice for students um, preparing for interviews? Or what's something that you see a lot of? You know, I think we always want to express ourselves as individuals when in the interview process, it's a, it looks a little bit different than even your professional workwear. So I always say for the interview, especially if you're going into a traditional field such as law or medicine, that you really need to wear something that's a little bit more bland. It's so important for those for due process for people to understand that you're a rule follower and due process. So really wearing those traditional suits. So for women, it would be to wear, you know, they can go Navy, they can go black. I mean, they could go tan, but then keeping that shell that, you know, that piece underneath, keeping it really kind of bland. Um, 
And same thing for men, you know, so for men, they want to focus more on the shades of gray and the different shades of blue for their suits. They want to avoid black because it's too dressy. And then again, just wearing that white or blue shirt. So um, that's my advice for the interview. So I actually see things in three buckets. I see an interview uh, ensemble, and then I see like this capsule professional work wardrobe. And then I see more of a, you know, everyday kind of more business casual outfits, which is probably what most of us wear to work every day. And so, and that's where you can express yourself a little bit more is on the professional bucket and in the business casual bucket, you can definitely express yourself more, but um, just kind of be careful in that interview outfit and make sure that you go a little bit more conservative with that. Those are some great tips. I think that is all the questions that I have today. Um, but this is fun. We end each episode with a life hack. It can be about anything. We've had really random life hacks on here, but they've all been really interesting. Um, do you have a life hack that you could give our listeners? I have so many, but I decided for the purpose of this interview, I would focus on one and it is shoe boxes. So have you had that life hack before? No, we haven't. Okay. So a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, I watched uh, the Marie Kondo's uh, tidying up. And one of her hacks is to utilize shoe boxes, which we always utilize them for art and art supplies and things like that in my household. But now we're taking it a little bit next level because one of the things that Marie Kondo showed that you can do is organize the insides of your drawers. So you can literally like roll up your socks and your tights and your accessories and put them inside of your drawer. So it makes drawer organizers. Then another thing you can do is take the actual top of the shoe box and put it on your shoe racks and it keeps your high heels from slipping through the cracks of your shoe rack. And lastly, um, a couple weeks ago, I went camping and we are now, we've graduated from car camping and primitive camping because we have a family. So we actually have a camper. So we take, we go for a whole week and um, I was tired of my, all my breads getting smushed. And so I took a shoebox and I put my breads inside the shoebox and inside of the food bin. And um, so I had uh, perfect bread. So that was another one. So it's a camping hack. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so smart. I've like never thought about that. <laughs> a shoebox can do so many things. And, you know, it's important for us to repurpose things. And so it just kind of gives a new life to something that you would have just maybe just thrown a cycling bin. So you can use it quite a few more times before you actually have to then recycle it. And I love that. Uh, that reminds me, I'm from Middle Tennessee, south of Nashville. And a big thing in Nashville are these two girls called the Home Edit. And they're all about that kind of stuff and organizing. And I just like love watching their YouTube videos it's just so interesting to see how they can organize things. Yes. And I mean, I always keep it silly, but I always, you know, repurpose like jelly jars and things like that because you can use them for art supplies or you can, you know, later use them for different processes and cooking, or maybe you want to do like just some quick pickling with, you know, like 
quick pickle onions or something like that. And so you can add them to your salads. So like Core Life has. And so I just think it's important to keep things like that and not just use things one time. So I think that's genius. For the students that maybe have questions for you or are interested in learning more, where can they contact you? So it's super easy. You can go to Macy's.com and, and look up personal stylist and it'll take you through a whole questionnaire. But I'm also available directly through my email, which is just my name. It's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Maggard, M-A-G-G-A-R-D at Macy's.com and email me directly. So either of those two ways. Okay, awesome. And um, Macy's actually sponsored our first shoot for the magazine. So our listeners will have to stay tuned um, for our magazine. It will be coming out at the end of October, which I'm very excited about. Well, and I got to see a sneak peek of your pictures from you all, and they were gorgeous. So they will definitely want to stay tuned. Um, Yay, I'm so excited and learned a lot more about styling than I thought. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys.